Hello and welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show and defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today is not one of our usual episodes. We are not talking about an episode of the show. We are going to be talking about the graphic novels. And not all the graphic novels. We're going to be each picking our top five for season one. The ones in the first volume released by DC. But before we get into that, we have a little taste of new news. Keisha, tell us what's happening. Uh, Basically, there's just been more press with cast uh, that's related to the launch of the show on Peacock in July. Was it July 15th? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. That's next week. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone. Here we come. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm stupid excited about that. It better be in the free tier. And yeah, I mean, I might pay $5 for it. I don't know. I'm trash. Um, So I, I'm like the first person to be like, I'm not paying for all these streaming services. And then don't ask me how many I've actually paid for. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> it's rude to ask a lady. <laughs> so um, so there's, there's been a little bit more press with the cast as of late. And Masi Oka and Greg Grunberg were featured on a TV Insider article in the service of all of this. And they both just, they had like a couple nice little bits. They both mentioned Reborn because they both appeared on it. A lot of, I mean... Most of the main cast did. There's just the few people who didn't. Like, honestly, almost everyone else did who was alive to do it. Like, yes. on the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, they both appeared on. They both, like, really expressed a desire to maybe get a little bit more story for Hero and, and Parkman. And, th- and that would be cool. I, I really wish they could just get a regular comic book series. I really do. If only. I don't, I don't, I, if only, man. Like, I just, yeah, it, it would be cool. So, in the article, Greg Grunberg mentions that Alla, you know, the Office Ladies podcast, he wants to start a Heroes podcast. And and we say, we say, step off, Mr. (laughs) Grunberg. (laughs) Even though we're not even the first people to do this. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) We're part of the uh, legacy of Heroes podcasts. I know. We really are. Which, yeah, more the merrier, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh... We we would probably just end up listening to it and talking about it anyway. Oh, 100 so. There's no maybe. We both would be listening to it. It would be part of our homework, air quote. And <laughs> it would be listened to, digested, and talked about in the next episode. We're just starved little baby birds, and we need to be fed. Peep, 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 so. peep, 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 um, Yeah, so just, just a couple little things there. It'll be interesting to see what other bits of press come out before before this uh before the show launches mm-hmm. in its new streaming home i really hope as we've said before that this might get some more eyeballs uh to look at the show give it a shot i mean yeah it's it's not like i don't know i mean you, you might as well <laughs> it's like how there was a resurgence of fandom in um after it came out on netflix Hopefully, we'll see a bunch of new faces that have decided to give it a try. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because, um, yeah, it's it's worth it, man. It's it's worth giving a try to. And it doesn't have, like, 100 episodes that sadly never made it that far. So it's a pretty quick binge if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually kind of agonizing to do it one a week now that I'm getting into it again. <laughs> I'm like, I want to watch it all. Right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm good. I will be good because I'll get all fucking confused if I don't. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We already get confused. Um, we don't need more. 
God, right? I was like, I should look at some of these other graphic novels. And I was doing my research, and I was like, no, you fucking should not. <laughs> no. I did look at one, and I was like, oh, that'll be fun to talk about when we get to season three. But uh, there was a, There's a season two one that I already know is, like, going to be on my list for that one. And I bet you know. You know me yeah. deep down into my soul, and you know exactly what one I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> I really, really do. We won't say it yet. You won't, you won't say it yet. <laughs> hey, can I can I embarrass you as though we're in like a red robin and be like, it's Rachel's birthday tomorrow. We're recording this on the seventh, and it's her birthday tomorrow. Thank you. July eighth. This podcast might be late because so. I'm not editing on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's okay. So yes, thank you. Like if I could have a whole staff of people singing you happy birthday right now, I would. But. Oh, please, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, so, um, mm-hmm. uh, we are just, this is a really unconventional episode for us. I'm not even quite sure how it's going to go, uh, but we're going to try. So we each picked five graphic novels that came out that are collected in the first volume hardcover. We're not including any of the ones from the summer that happened between season one and season two. Those will be for later. Uh, So it actually gave us only about 30 full parts to Mm -hmm. choose from, 30 plus. But a lot of them are multi-part, especially in the middle and end of the run. Mm -hmm. So it didn't give us a lot to choose from, but I'm going to be intrigued to see which ones we may or may not have the same one on our list. Because we haven't, uh, she doesn't know what I picked, and I don't know what she picked. Nope. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. so we probably won't uh, be talking about ten full graphic novels here. I'm sure at least one or two are going to overlap. I'm going to laugh because I bet you the ones that you picked are the ones I took off my, my uh, long list. It could be. It could be. Which I kind of regret, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. So. All right. I will start because I think I might have one of the earliest ones on my list, so... Okay, so yeah, uh, Rachel, if you'd like to kick us off, we're just going to go back and forth, and if we come upon the same one, we'll just come together to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. we'll see how this goes. And we'll both talk about it, because we, we read all of them in the volume, so if you have anything to add about mm-hmm. the comic, then, you know. These are in no particular yep. order. We're going to go and, like, try to say it in the order that they came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's a couple I'm like, I don't remember, because I didn't write down page numbers, but that's okay. I just felt the need to, otherwise I would have forget which one I already clicked, because the drive folder mm-hmm. didn't have them in order. Mm. So I had to, like, yeah, remember what number I had just read. And uh, I'm sure you'll have more information about the comic-y people in this. Um, I have some. I have some. I'm really uh, stoked about some of these, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I did look a little bit as I was, uh, after I wrote them down, to pick out the people, so I know... A little bit about some of them, but not a lot. I didn't write it down, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so my first, <laughs> my first pick, I picked mm-hmm. uh, the crane, which was the okay. second one released, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it involves Hero right after he returns from his trip to the future of New York, and he runs home and he pulls out a Superman number one, rips the cover off. And the whole time he's sort of talking to his grandfather, like, I understood now why you gave this to me, that I have to be a hero, like, what being a hero truly means, what my destiny is. And he makes a paper crane out of it, and he leaves it in front of the Hiroshima War Memorial. And that is the in and out, basically, of that comic. Yeah, it's it's worth noting that these are very short. Without ads, they're about five pages. Yeah, they're, they're not very long, it's just, you know, the ins and outs. Um, 
And the story was done by Aaron Collette. Hey. And the art was done by Micah Gunnell. Or Gunnell. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I was saying it. I was saying it. Well, shit. Now I'm not sure. I was going to say I was saying it Gunnell, but Gunnell might be right. Yeah. It's, my apologies. <laughs> it's one of the two. Uh, the joy of getting to talk about comic book people. It's hard to know how to say any of their names mm-hmm. because they're never like interviewed and stuff. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's a real issue. See, so, yeah, that was my my first one. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I like the story of it. It was a nice little insert between the episodes, um, which a lot of the very first ones are. They're kind of like a quick glimpse into the life in between the episodes. It gives you a little bit more backstory with the character. Because here it was apparently mm-hmm. named after his grandfather. That's kind of my personal criteria in picking the ones I picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they either have to be backstory. Mm-hmm. Or they have to feel like a deleted scene. If it's just seeing something that was on the show and, like, with someone else's, you know, thought bubble in it, that's me, not good enough. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Because there's a couple of those where I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I agree. Because they're the most interesting ones. But. No, yeah, I know. They they get more interesting, too, as we go along, we go forward. So it was, They do. It was a little harder yeah. picking from, like, volume one, so... It was, yeah. Yeah, there are yeah. some definite standouts that we will get to, though. So, I assume. Oh, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what's your first pick, Keisha? Okay, so my first pick is number three, mm-hmm. which was Trial by Fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <clears throat> and that is by Chuck Kim, who wrote on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Toe, who is a real swell artist guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've met and talked to him and hung out with him. Um, <laughs> and it still blows my mind that that's a thing. Uh, Mark Roslin, David Moran, and Comicraft. I'm doing full credits. I, I believe every name should be mentioned. So I'm just, I, I looked on Wiki after I had written down the names. I didn't look back through the book, so. I, I just, yeah, I went literally on the page. So that's a me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Trial by Fire is the only volume one comic that stars Nathan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in it, Nathan is going about his business when suddenly he walks by an apartment building that is on fire and he decides to do the thing that Peter wishes he could just do, which is he embraces who he is and he embraces his power and he saves a young woman's life. Totally like secretly like, he doesn't want any credit. He doesn't want any anything. And it's wonderful because it functions, like I said, as a deleted scene. Yep. Because it totally feels like a thing that could have just happened that we didn't see on the show. Him thinking, Petey, eat your heart out. Mwah. Loved it. <laughs> Good line. Um, the bit at the end with the girl when she gets saved and uh, there's the coat that she was wrapped in and it's got a vote Petrelli button on it. And she just goes, huh, I was going to vote for the other guy. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Nathan gets to kind of be a hero for a minute, but very in his own way, very privately, very spontaneously. Um, it's just a cool little thing. And like I said, it's the only one in volume one that stars Nathan. I found that kind of amazing. Yes. It's probably because he gets so much damn airtime on the show. It's like, what could you really show? Yeah. I think that they talked about in the back of the hardcover, like how there were certain things that were potentially going to be on the show that they decided instead to show in the comic. Seems legit. And, you know, stuff that they thought might be for a comic were like, oh, no, this is too good not to show and put in the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's my first pick. I'm not doing them in any ranked order. I'm just doing them in the order that they came out in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I had like a long list of eight or nine, and that one stayed. I was like, you know what? That's that's a really neat little comic. I like that one quite a bit. And I like there's a, there's a handful of artists, especially on the early GNs, when they're still trying to figure out how to draw these people's faces, which mm-hmm. is such a bugaboo of oh mine. Oh my god! Right? Um, <laughs> right? Um, so uh, uh, Marcus Toe absolutely draws a, a really decent Nathan. Um, yeah, yeah. I almost put that one on my list, that's but I did it. I'm kind of surprised it's not on your list. You being such a big Nathan fan, I know it, it wasn't even one of the, the ones that I wrote down either. So. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just full of surprises today. <laughs> you are. Uh, God, I feel like I don't even know you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm double checking that my yes, okay. The, my next one is in the right order that I'm thinking of because I did not put them in <laughs> in order. Okay. That's fine. All right. Yes. I'm just weird. So my next one in story mm-hmm. order is uh-huh. Turning Point. And it is Siler playing cat and mouse with Audrey. I bet you thought we'd both talk about this one, but you're wrong. You didn't pick that one? <laughs> oh, okay. It was, on, it was on my long list, and I went, I can't just have the two he shows up in. So, so I yeah. assume you picked the other one, which I did not. So. I did. I did. <laughs> Excellent. If you can see my Discord image right now, I've been changing it to match the episode we record, and it's mm-hmm. from that other one. Because I knew so, you would yeah. pick the other one. I knew it. So I, I, I love the one, one you picked, though. Yes. I love that one. It was it was hard. It was a Kill Your Darlings moment for me. It's Siler pretty much watching um, Audrey investigate one of his murders standing there. And she's like, oh, he's in the crowd. And she chases him down. And he gives her the slip. And kind of like, it's trying to set up like, ooh, we'll see you next time, Audrey. But it never really gets paid off in the <laughs> show ever. Well, yeah, it does. She just doesn't know that it's Siler she's talking True. to at first. That is true for the finale we just talked I, about. No, that. I feel the Isaac Mendez moment is completely a callback to this comic. It has to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he ends up giving her the slip. Um, and the story for this one was Christopher Zada. Zada? Apologize. I always say it like Zada, but I don't I don't know. And it's another Micah Gunnell one. He does good art. And Marcus Toe. So. Hey. Yeah. So those are the ones for that one. Yeah. So, what is your so. next one, Keisha? Okay. So, my next one is my first multi-part one, of which I picked three, and I don't quite know how I'm going to credit everyone in those, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, um, number 13 is where it begins, Wireless. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. By uh, Aaron Eli Collette and Joe Pekaski, who are both writers on the show, mm-hmm. and ugh, they write some of the best stuff on the show. Uh, let's see if I can do just. I'm just gonna do like a long form thing, so just heaven help me. Uh, Micah Ganell, Phil Jimenez, guest artist, Mark Roslin, Bessatello, Peter Steigerwald, and Comic Craft. Comic Craft is the lettering on all of them. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a coalition of people. Um, yeah, so I did Wireless. This is the first multi part series on my list. I love it for a lot of reasons. It fully digs into a character we sadly didn't get much screen time for. Um, there is an amazing full page piece of art that shows most of the characters where they were in that time on the show by Phil Jimenez, uh, which is, love it. Love everything about it. I'm just gonna be making that sound effect a lot, I guess, in this episode. Chef's kissing all over the place. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, you know the one, if I showed you the Phil Jimenez art, you'd be like, oh, that one. I'd be like, yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's, you've seen it all over. 
Uh, Philip Mendes is great. He's worked on a million, million, million things. A lot of people know him from Wonder Woman in particular. It depicts Hannah's amazing heritage. I, I love the story of both her grandmother and her mother and what amazing women they were and how it inspired her. And uh, I, I love seeing the company's training methods in better detail when she meets uh, HRG. And we get HRG on a snowmobile. <laughs> I mean, I don't really think I could think of anything better than that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a that was a good one. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my pick. Wireless. Wireless. Yeah, Hannah is a, a very interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how she was handled because she definitely was a character conceived to be the bridge between the online story and the show story. Oh, big time! And the ARG of it all. <laughs> She gets quite a few of these comics in season one. We'll be talking about her again in a minute. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. So I'll go on to my third. You ready? Mm-hmm. We have to step back yes. in time a little bit because mine was before that. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is fathers and daughters. Oh, that was on my long list. And uh, it's HRG giving some bad news to Eden's father, who in a previous comic we found out abandoned her when she was a young kid. And not very happy about how Eden's father reacts to the news. It's very flip and very like, who gives a shit? That kid was worthless. And yeah, make sure she's not happy about that. Like your daughter, you know, she sacrificed so much to keep this bad man from having something good. And you just don't care that she's dead. And there's a great line at the end where the Haitian's going up and he's like, take it all, leave the guilt. And this was done by, I had like a... (laughs) Seriously, there was like a trend with, I guess, the artist for this because it was another Micah Ganell oh, one. Yeah. Yep. And Travis Kotzbue? Kotzbue, probably. But the story was by Andrew uh, Chambliss. Oh, nice. For this one. Which I think he, he only had like a. He was like, I assisted the producer on season one. And he's gone on to do so much more in television since then. Mm hmm. So that was cool. Yeah, it's fun to see the ones that have either gone on to do more television stuff or the ones who've gone on to do a lot more comic book stuff like writer versus artist you know Mm -hmm. like like oh wow you do a lot of big stuff now that one was on my long list i i really struggled with cutting it too i i liked it because the uh hrg of it all Mm -hmm. and just like yeah just being like fuck you like your daughter sacrificed so much (laughs) it's so nice because it's like i don't know i mean people Especially in the beginning of the season alleges that he, he doesn't care about the specials, but like, no, he cared. Mm-hmm. He cared when Eden died. He cared about her murder. Yes. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons he doesn't like Siler. <laughs> Speaking of Siler. <laughs> my next pick is number 20 and it's Roadkill. Here we go. And I've talked about this one in the in the show proper before because it's where the big old plot hole about uh, using Charlie's ability comes from. Um, so this one's uh, by Joe Pekowski, who probably writes some of my best Siler, like best love Siler on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he really gets him. There's several writers who get that character, and I think he's one of them. Uh, Joe Pekowski, art by Jason Badower. I have a trend. I fucking love when Jason Badower draws these characters. <laughs> yes. I love it. He does the best Quinto. Mm-hmm. I would fight anybody about that in season one comics, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess the guy has a weird face. I don't know. It's because <laughs> I mean, like a mean. Yeah, his style is very uh, air quote realistic. So that's why. No, it is. But like, oh my god, like it was a thing in fan art too. Like nobody could draw his face really well for a long time, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, he does kind of have a unique like structure. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Uh, it's also by uh, Annette Kwok and uh, Comic Craft, again. Uh, this one is done in a deleted scene style. It's easily something that you could have imagined them filming, but they didn't. It shows what happened directly after Siler escaped the Bennett household and before he met St. Taylor. Has all the road trip Siler hallmarks. Mm-hmm. He has a fake name that he took from a newspaper. It took me rereading this for like a million times to realize that's where he got that name from. Drew O'Grady. He takes advantage of the kindness of strangers and murder. He's got everything. <laughs> um... I have to wonder if he would have killed the trucker if his route was more of a straight shot, because it certainly didn't seem to be in his plans at first. No. Um, but when he found out that the guy was going to be going all over and not straight to Virginia, he was like, oh, sorry. Uh, he also, when he does kill the guy, he does it in a very dramatic, over-the-top way. He just TKs a bunch of beer bottles through him. It's like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so fucking dramatic. Um, he uses the new power, which at the time... He'd just gotten the eidetic memory, and we never see him use it on the series. Nope. And we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he gets to perform a ridiculously close call escape that would bring into question his other goddamn secret powers. <laughs> um, so I'm, I can teleport. I'm mad about. He can't. Um, <laughs> and then uh, just the inner dialogue is so perfect. It's so smirky. It just, it really seems like the characterization is spot on. And I can mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah. So, that's my pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bet he also doesn't kill him because he kind of has a, like, code where he doesn't kill people that aren't, you know, special. Only He considered that in the way, I guess. That's why he's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the guy was an obstacle at that point. And it was like, nope, bye. Because he's trying to be so. careful. He's like, I can't be too careful after what just freaking happened at the Bennett, so... Yeah. Plus, he can sew, I guess, we learn. Because he sews himself up. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. He's sewing himself up from the bullet wound. Mm-hmm. He's a crafty young man. <laughs> Had to learn a lot of little handicrafts, I guess. I guess so. But yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah. I'll move on to mine, then. <laughs> Excellent. So my fourth pick is uh, Hell's Angel, which is written by Jesse Alexander and art by Michael Gatos. Gaidos. Hey. Yeah, it's good. Okay. And it pretty much is uh, a flashback 14 years ago with Noah and Claude on that mission to where they found Claire and kind of getting a Mm -hmm. glimpse into what happened. You get to see like a cocky Claude, like, you know, oh, I'm invisible. She's not going to see me coming, la la la. And like, HRG wondering, huh, (laughs) if an invisible man burns, can you see it? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's pretty much how HRG and Claire first meet. I just liked it. I thought it was a cute little story. We got to see the little young Claude and him from, like, a company man, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the art's really good in that one. I like that yes, one. Yes, that's a very good art style for... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I reread, like, pretty much all of them last night when I was trying to decide, and that's that's a good one. I, I do like that one quite a bit. Any any chance to see more Claude, it's not a bad thing. No. Which will happen. Spoiler, graphic novels, we're not done seeing Claude. So. <laughs> it's such an elegant solution, um, the way that they integrated having the comics from the very start so that they could do things like feature characters that wouldn't get to show up on the show again. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. The story gets to live on. So uh, my, okay, so my next pick, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to credit everybody. There's so many fucking names. Spoiler alert, I think comic. it's my other pick. <laughs> Is it War Buddies? Yep, War Buddies. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, uh, War Buddies has a huge list of people that worked on it, because it's a six-part comic. It's really yes. big. 
Yes. I don't know. I, I just kind of want to, like, credit scroll through them. I don't know. There's go for it. There's a fucking people. You, we can go back and forth. Uh, I have the wiki up, so we can go back and forth between parts if you'd like. At least what the wiki says. So. I I have the full, like, credits from the pages. Like, Let I have every goddamn then. name. Okay. So part one is by Mark Warshaw, Stephen Lejeune. Edgar Delgado, and Comicraft. Part two is by Andrew Shambliss and Pierluigi Cothran, Adam Archer, Mark Roslin, Bessatello, and Comicraft. Part three is by DJ Doyle, Adam Archer, Mark Roslin, Bessatello, and Comicraft. Part four is by Tim Kepler, Jason Badower, Annette Cock, Comicraft. Part five by Harrison Wilcox and Oliver Grigsby, Jason Badower, Annette Cock, and Comicraft. And part six is by Mark Warshaw again, Staz Johnson, Edgar at Studio F, and Comicraft. You did it. I did it. There's a lot of people. Most, a lot of the same, like the letters, the same, and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, different art, different writers. And Oliver Grigsby showing up. Yeah. We love him. I did not know he worked on that comic, and now I do. Yeah, same until I look at the credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a multi-part series. Uh, the fun part is in the beginning, you get to see Hannah do her thing like a, like a badass. But then it leads into a very large chunk of backstory that we've also mentioned on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I think is neat about it is that a lot of it just functions like a war comic book, which is a very, very popular genre of comic books back in the day. So it was like superhero comics, Western comics, space comics, war comics. It was a thing. Um, what, what, what are your notes? I don't want to like tromp all over your... No, you, you go for it. I'll just chime in with my other stuff, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, we learned so much backstory for two characters that we hadn't even really met on the series so much at this point. Um, one of them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just heard about him a lot uh, with uh, Linderman and Arthur Petrelli. We really get a good backstory with Daniel Linderman, and we learn more about why he's planning to do what he's planning to do and why he thinks it's going to help. Uh, we see a lot of tragedy involved with people with powers. Uh, I think, like, the middle to the end of this arc is, like, really great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The bit with the village and everything and how they destroy the the girl and, yeah, like, that's good shit. And it really, it really fills in the jading and the, of, uh, of Linderman and also just gives a lot of interesting weight to his relationship in the future with Arthur Petrelli, mm-hmm. which is fraud at best, but they have this shared experience that they went through. So yeah, it's it's the trolley argument again, because um, <laughs> they're on a mission to destroy Alco, which they believed mm-hmm. was the village, and it turned out to be mm-hmm. this girl who has the ability to grow crops. Like that's her yeah. power; she can make thing make things thrive. And you know, he's like, "This will end the war if we let her go. She's just gonna like keep doing this, and it's gonna keep feeding the enemy, and it's gonna go on and on and on." We get to see that yeah. argument in action, and he, we do, and and yeah, when he holds Linderman down and won't let him do his thing, and then later on when they meet and they actually learn their names because they they have code names. It's like Reservoir Dogs; mm-hmm. they have code names the whole time. They don't know their names until later on. It, it's so interesting to think about. I, I really would have loved to have seen more of like how Arthur came to be his lawyer and, and like that kind of stuff. Cause I, I'm such a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. It's the whole like thing in the Godfather with like Tom, like who's one of the most interesting characters in the whole story. I think like how, how does one become, you know, a consigliere? How, do, how does one come to work for someone like that? And yeah, it's well, like it's interesting. Cause the whole thing is told from the point of view of Arthur filing a report mm-hmm. about what happened for this particular mission. 
And he had gotten shot earlier and healed by Daniel. And he was like, whoa, what the hell is this? And then when he reports on it, Daniel's like, I don't know what he's talking about. This didn't happen. And that causes Mm -hmm. um, Arthur to get discharged from the army. This freaking report does. And sent home. Puts him in a dark place for a while, too, you get the sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, of course, we know who he's married to. Like, he had a letter from Angela talking about Nathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they meet again later on, like not too far off because Nathan is still looks like a child in the um, later art. So, yeah, no, he, he and Peter are definitely still young. Yeah. Well, Nathan's young, at least. Um, it was yeah, Nathan because it was holding like an angel in an airplane. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was Nathan. Yeah. And then, you know, it's interesting because you think about like Arthur and what he went through seeing something like what Linderman could do and what that girl could do and how it affected his life. But then how he was part of the choice to do what was done to Nathan as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's interesting. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. We're talking about comics. <laughs> because yeah. yeah, it looks like uh, Arthur doesn't appear to have an ability. So not at this time. No. Mm-mm. Like, and that's, that's wild too. And we, we come to learn even more interesting things about backstories of Linderman and and co coming up in both on the show and in the comic throughout several seasons. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So was that, was that one your final pick? Yeah, that was my, that was my final pick was War Buddies. There was also, was, I think it was the end of this one where Hannah put out a call to action on the last page. Mm-hmm. And you got to see all the transmissions swirling around her, and it was a lot of actual people that had signed up to play the ARG. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yep, like, you know, like, and everyone got an email, like, I think the same day or the day before. And it was all like, check out the ARG at the end. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got that, and then it had, like, yeah, it had real transmissions. And then I think that kind of opened the door to, later on, people could... Some people have their names in these comics, mm-hmm. like which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's 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 got everything. It's got it's got backstory. It's got deleted scene value. It's got Hannah being cool. It's got ARG stuff. Like yeah, yeah. It's a giant list of people working on it. <laughs> so, uh, well, then if that was your final pick, I guess I'll just dive right into my final pick. Hell yeah, do it. Um, which is walls. Hmm. It was on my list, but didn't pick it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really, I debated this one pretty hard. Uh, we mentioned this one on the show as well. Um, how could I not? It's it's five years gone verse. Uh, it has deleted scene quality. It's how Peter and Nikki meet. I love seeing future hero and future Peter get to team up. That's always a treat. Pole dancing saving Nikki's life. I mean, come on. That's that's pretty great. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, that one, I wrote down who did part two, because I wanted to be specific if we were only going to choose parts of the multi-part ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but part two is by Joe Pekowski, Michael Gatos, and uh, Edgar at Studio F and Comic Craft. And uh, let me see who the hell did part one. Then, yeah, I'm scrolling down like, right oh, now. shit. Yeah. Who did part one? It's around 30. It's like 30, 31. It was, it's the same writer. Joe he did P- both. Yeah. And uh, the art was Tom Gromet. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm such a sucker for anything set in that world, that, that version of events. I love it so much. Yeah, the five years gone. <sighs> FYG verse mm-hmm. is the best. It's the best. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That would be my 
final pick. I definitely had some on my long list that I'm surprised you didn't have on your list. Yeah, I have but... one that I'm looking at my list that I didn't pick that you didn't mention. <laughs> now I'm curious. Uh, it was Family Man. So another HRD comic. That? It was. Let me look at the other summary because I didn't write the summary down. I think it was immediately after um, Company Man. And he knew people were following him, and so he went to this coffee place to send out a thing to Hannah. Oh, free coffee for everyone. Yeah, free coffee yeah. for everyone. Yeah. And then he went okay. back, and we got to see the shooting again at the yep. end. So. I I remember looking at that one and going, I do like the Bennett of it all, but I was just like, eh, it's not quite there for me. Yeah, that's, um, why, that's why I didn't pick that one. <laughs> uh, one I almost picked that I was surprised you didn't pick was, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the one where we get to see Eden's backstory. And it's done like a twisted fairy tale. Life Before Eden. There you go. Yes. I thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah. That one was pretty good. But I didn't pick it. No. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased that we uh, only had one that we both picked. I, <laughs> yeah. was, I was concerned we were going to have several. So I was like 100% positive we both were going to have war buddies. I wasn't sure about the other ones, but I was positive <laughs> we both would have war buddies. I'm stunned you didn't have one of the long form Hannah ones. I thought about it, but I was like, eh. I kind of tried to want to pick like the one part ones for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. You did it the smart way. But um, I just, yeah, it kind of feels like cheating because it's like having a bunch of chapters, but God damn, that Hannah comic is so good where we first get to like really learn more about her and about the company recruiting her and her little mission. You get everything. It really is though. Yeah. 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 Uh, how are we going to wrap this up? Um, yeah. So thanks for listening to the first part of our, <laughs> pretty much our July of taking our time before we get into uh, season two, where we're going to talk more about the fandom and like stuff surrounding the mm-hmm. show in the off season. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have our next episode set in stone yet. We'll probably be talking about that after this podcast is over. <laughs> we have a couple ideas. We got to like, we have ideas. We have, we have yeah. to set it in stone. So stay tuned for that. Um, this, this isn't a very long episode, but we thank you for listening again. Uh, feel free to let us know what your favorite graphic novels of this first chunk yes. would be. Mm-hmm. And you can do so on our social media accounts. Yep, ma'am. Hey, segue. So you can follow us on Twitter or send us a tweet. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to talk to Keisha or I on our personal accounts, Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark. S-N-A-R-K. And I am at that burb there. Burb with a B like Bennett. <laughs> like Noah Bennett. We can like say the Noah name. Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Noah. All right. Um. Oh my God. That bit in the episode fucking killed me. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what I wanted it to be in my head. <laughs> I, I was so happy. Yep. I, I, I worked on that to make sure it was... I had to go dig it out because I had <laughs> in the regular audio muted you when you said the name so it would just be a pure beat so i had to go back into the raw and find it but i found him (laughs) and um you can also send us an email we are eclipsedpod at gmail.com we also have a discord the link will be in the show notes come over say hello Mm -hmm. tell us about your favorite graphic novel um i had another question for you guys in the discord oh if you see any other articles out there before peacock let us know send us a link somewhere um because we're not omnipresent. We don't see everything. And what else? We have an Instagram. It'll be linked as well in the show notes. And that is it for socials. Lovely. 
Delightful. Yeah, so we will be not covering an episode again next week. We're gonna, like she said, we're gonna figure out what we'll be doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have some ideas. We have some ideas. It'll be a surprise! Um, Woo! Hey! <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye!